Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to tonight's edition of Students for a Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Finkel, and we are live all over the world. Once again, welcome to tonight's edition of our radio show. And, folks, what a great show we have for you tonight. Um, We're going to be talking about GMOs. They are genetic modified organisms. And we're going to be telling you what they are and how they affect your life and what you can do about it. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you that our show is sponsored by a 501c3 tax-deductible corporation nonprofit studentsforbetterfuture.com and um, I want to mention that last Friday this group it's a philanthropy group that works on campuses um, expanded and some of our members of the group formed as a part of the same group the New Jersey State Commission on Human Trafficking and Internet Pornography and it's a big part of this because um, folks we all know that the uh, human trafficking and intra- uh, internet pornography is connected, and it's very important that your college students know about this and what they can do. And um, in fact, launching February 10th is our radio series. Um, it's going to be dealing with, it, it actually is a series, and it's going to be dealing with human trafficking in the United States. And um, this particular series is based upon the Amanda Winkowski case. We will be bringing the highlights of the case as well as educating how easy it is to develop uh, an Internet pornography site uh, in which many of these victims are portrayed. And if you remember the Amanda Winkowski case, she was the girl who, uh, who disappeared. Well, she didn't disappear. She was murdered in Buffalo. Her body was turned from turned frozen upside down in a garbage dumpster, and uh, she had been uh, slowly abducted by uh, a pimp and had got mixed up into the human trafficking. So we're going to be bringing that case as well as others that are happening throughout the United States. And um, so, folks, and also I want to mention to you that if you can go to studentsforabetterfuture.com, and make a contribution. Again, uh, they're tax-deductible, and the contributions will be going towards giving kids scholarships and also shows like this one, the radio show, so to keep great things like this going on. Um, And so let's go to tonight's topic, genetic modified organisms. And let's welcome our guest, Warren Trammell. Warren, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I'm here. Who has done a lot of research on this show, and I'd like to welcome you to the show, Warren. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Um, Warren, can you give us a little background about yourself and you know what you've been doing and why you would be interested in something like this? Uh, well, I, I, I have. <clears throat> I'm interested in the subject of uh, GMO or genetically modified organism uh, foods. Uh, for several reasons. Uh, number one, I am a type 2 diabetic, and the quality of food uh, is very important to me. Uh, I've been a diabetic for uh, almost 10 years now, and I have learned that uh, uh, food stops being food uh, and becomes medicine. And uh, your, your body treats food as a medicine, uh, your body is in good condition or bad condition uh, according to what you eat. It is certainly true that we are what we eat. And uh, when, you put, when you put junk into your body, your body becomes junk. It's the old computer saying that uh, garbage in, garbage out. And uh, that's what happens to our bodies 
when you put a uh, organism, a living uh, organic uh, uh, organism, into your body, uh, whose uh, genetic um, makeup and genetic structure has been changed, uh, it affects the genetic makeup of your body uh, and creates very negative effects on your body and on your genetic makeup and uh, can make you very sick, very ill, and uh, in many cases can actually kill you. Uh, there are many uh, genetically modified organism uh, foods on the market that are considered deadly and can kill you. And this is uh, one of the uh, things that our government is promoting uh, for the wrong reasons. And, uh, and so I am very much uh, against uh, the use of uh, these uh, GMO foods, and they are everywhere. Uh, most of the nations in the mm-hmm. world now are required mm-hmm. they be, uh, you know, they be labeled. And in, in the U.S., they are not. And so, mm-hmm. several years, yeah. ago, probably five or six years yeah. ago, and, now, and, I'm getting and, a lot of actually, research on this. Yeah, I just want to ask you: um, Can you tell everybody if you were to give us like a textbook definition of what a GMO is? Um, can Can you tell us what exactly it is? Because we, I know it as genetic modified organisms. Yes, uh, it is a uh, in the in the in the creating of a uh, seed for a plant. For example, uh, corn. Uh, the agricultural chemists that work in these Monsanto uh, laboratories can take a, uh, a a corn, a seed, and inject it with uh, genetic uh, alteration uh, chemicals. And when that seed grows, the the stalk itself and the corn that is reproduced out of that uh, stalk uh, will be much different uh, genetically and chemically than uh, you know than a than a natural. Uh, stalk of corn or a natural cob of uh, corn. Uh, it looks the same, and it might even taste the same. But when it goes into your body and uh, hits your genetic system, your body can tell the difference. And it affects the body, and your body reacts negatively to it. But it is done in the laboratories, and uh, it, it would be very difficult, you know, to describe it uh, from a chemical standpoint. Uh, from a excuse me, molecular standpoint, but the molecules and the atoms and the genes uh, in these seeds are altered, and uh, it, it, when it gets into your body, it uh, produces genetic changes in the human body, and uh, it's a terrible thing for us. And so, um, now you you were talking about this. And um, you also mentioned that in America, the GMO products are are not labeled, correct? That is correct. Okay, so then which leads one to believe and and to ask some questions about the regulation of this. In other words, how does our government see this? Do they see this product as, for example, the same type of corn, you know, that's not genetically modified? Is that why they chose not to label it here, or? Well, that's a big question, and that uh, that's the reason that there are uh, some investigations going on, uh, both in the uh, USDA and uh, Department of Agriculture, and also in the Food and Drug Administration, uh, to determine exactly why uh, these two federal agencies refuse to uh, force. Uh, food manufacturers to disclose if they have genetically modified uh, foods uh, that they are uh, putting uh, on our grocery shelves. Uh, you have to, uh, the, the, our government, these two agencies, USDA and FDA, have refused to force uh, Monsanto, which is the prime uh, violation uh, of the GMO foods, and, yes, uh, and, and tell everybody who, who hold on. Tell everybody who Monsanto is. Okay, what kind of corporation they are, because they don't know that. Okay, Monsanto is a 
uh, as they say, worldwide, international uh, agricultural firm uh, that uh, primarily is um, consists of laboratories that produce foods, uh, seeds, uh, and fertilizers as well that uh, affect the genetic makeup of uh, every plant uh, that they can get uh, farmers to, to use. And uh, it's, uh, they have carte blanche with the agricultural industry. They can uh, force uh, the people who sell uh, farm seeds, corn seeds, and, and any other kind of uh, vegetable seeds, uh, wheat, uh, barley, rye, whatever, whatever feed that uh, farmers uh, use to even feed their cattle. And uh, such animals as uh, not only uh, cattle, but uh, uh, poultry and uh, pigs uh, as well, and fish. Uh, where we have many uh, fish farms around the country that are fed uh, GMO f uh, feed, animal feed. And of course, these uh, genetically modified organi organisms go into our meat. So when you eat a steak or a hamburger, uh, you're eating. Uh, you're also eating genetically modified foods. And we know that uh, in some fast food chains, the meat is not even all meat. You know, it may have 10, 10 or 15 percent meat in it, but it'll have 80 to 90 percent fillers in it that are primarily uh, genetically modified uh, substitutes uh, for meat. And uh, these are very bad for the body. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's terrible for your, for your genetic system. Yes, now I do want to mention we do have some callers on the line. Um, don't okay. hesitate to ask a question. And the call-in number, folks, is 646-915-8117. That's 646-915-8117. Uh, we will be taking calls uh, in a few minutes. And um, so, Warren, I want to get back to you now. Okay. Um, uh, how long has this been going on? Well, we don't really know. We've just discovered this probably in the last uh, 10 years. Uh, but it could have been going on uh, a, good, a good time, you know, a good length of time before that. Uh, that would be uh, an interesting study and investigation to make to discover uh, exactly when uh, Monsanto began to put uh, genetically modified seeds on the market. Uh, I don't know anyone that really knows that question. Uh, somebody in Monsanto knows, but I'm not sure that anybody in the uh, uh, in the public public domain, and mm -hmm. uh, it, it may not even be anybody with USGA or FDA that even knows that. But it would be a very interesting question to investigate. Because my next question is. Um, is this is is there any known links to diseases like let's say autism or any type Absolutely. of disease? Autism is probably the number one disease that is affected uh, by these GMOs. We can uh, you can look at the last I have seen charts and uh, showing the last uh, eight to ten years of autism. And uh, the 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 rapid the rapid rise uh, of uh, autism uh, in our society has just has risen dramatically. Uh, the the number of cases and the severity of the cases has has uh, increased dramatically. And uh, you know people want to know why. You know autism was thought to be a a disease that uh, was was practically eradicated. Uh, some years ago, some 15 or 20 years ago, that we would never hear about autism again. And all of a sudden, about 15 years ago, uh, there began a, uh, an exponential rise in the number and severity of autism in children. And uh, it's, uh, you know, there, there's much, uh, supposedly, much research going on uh, about it, but uh, nobody really knows. And uh, it's uh, Monsanto and the FDA and USDA, they're trying to keep as much of this secret as possible. And it's very difficult to get information. Uh, and uh, a lot of whistleblowers yeah. uh, have come out. 
but uh, they have to be careful because Monsanto has uh, connections very high in our government, and uh, they are, you know, they are revenge-motivated uh, people. And uh, yeah. if, they, if they find out who you are, they will try to, you know, get back at you in some way through the IRS or some other, uh, some other means. Yeah. So it's very difficult to get information and, and be a whistleblower uh, concerning the uh, FDA and uh, Monsanto. They are a worldwide, uh, multi-mega-billion-trillion-dollar uh, corporation. Uh, but their stock, the latest figures are in the last six months, the Monsanto stock has gone down by uh, 35%. And, uh, of course, that's great. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're all now, glad to hear about yep. that. You know, we want, we want it to go down to zero. Now, supposing, Warren, uh, for example, um, I am uh, uh, Monsanto, okay, and I want to make a genetically modified corn, for example, like you were talking about. Um, how do they do that? What is the process of, like, for example, uh, do they, uh, this one here I'm reading says they attach the gene to a virus, okay? That might be in, in humans, but I'm not sure about plants. Um, but do you, can you describe the process a little bit? I wish I could, and I have been looking for information on this. I'm sure that that is a very uh, closely uh, held uh, secret in the laboratories of, uh, of Monsanto, and uh, it's, that information probably is not even available uh, to uh, the FDA or the USDA, uh, who, as I said, uh, just gives total carte blanche to, uh, to Monsanto, and they are not held to any requirements whatsoever. Uh, they are not monitored. Uh, they're not verified. They're not checked on in any shape, form, or fashion. They can do as many uh, uh, illegal, immoral, unethical things with the, with the seeds, uh, you know, as they want to. And they, will, they are okay. not held to any standards uh, at um, all. Uh, I, just got a, I just got a text from somebody about what it is to go for the answer on this, and they have said okay. that, uh, let me try to read it, this is usually done, when you're doing this with plants, it's usually done by adding one or more genes to a plant's um, genome using genetic engineering techniques. Most right. genetically modified plants can be modified in a directed way by gene addition, they, and they mean cloning, or gene subtraction, in which genes are removed or inactivated. Plants are now engineered for, okay, but what they say is um, they try to engineer the plants for insect resistance, fungal resistance, viral, herbicide, whatever, change nutritional content. That's why it's being, it's being done. But right. they just explain a little bit of the process on how they do it. Um, so I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Now, okay, um, okay. So they attach a, a gene to a virus, and um, then they physically insert the extra DNA into the nucleus of the intended host with a small syringe. That is correct. I do that in a microscope, under a very high-powered microscope, with a very, very uh, small, fine-tuned uh, instruments. Uh, Designed just just for this. Okay, well, uh, there we we did get some somewhat of an answer uh, for that. Yes, I wish I, I wish I had a more complete answer, and and uh, I'm sure there are many, uh, or should be, uh, hopefully, there are some groups and organizations that are uh, trying to force uh, Monsanto and you know to to reveal their uh, methods. Of how they are uh, the, the 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 tools, uh, for lack of a better word, and the methods uh, they're using uh, to inject these uh, modified uh, genes into these seeds. They have a way to do it, and uh, it's a uh, it's a terrible thing. I just wish we knew more about it. Okay, now 
Under the same stat here, it says corn used for food has been genetically modified to be resistant. They, they modified it to be resistant to various herbicides and to express a protein from uh, the um, uh, a certain bacteria that kills certain insects. And it says here about 90% of the corn grown in the United States has been genetically modified. Yes, that's true. That, that, so that, that, a lot of people think, don't know that. Uh, 90%, 98% of the people do not know that. That's correct. Uh, and I, don't, I have no idea whether that other 10% even might be. You know, it must be in with some, uh, you know, underground group somewhere, you know, that uh, is uh, making sure that they have uh, uh, organic seeds, that they're, that they're grown in soil. It doesn't have chemicals in it. And that it's not sprayed with uh, herbicides because uh, uh, Monsanto even makes uh, chemical herbicides uh, that can affect uh, the uh, genetics of a plant. Uh, they have several ways of getting to them, and they have uh, they produce uh, the the genes that they inject into the corn seeds, and they spray them and they spray the corn uh, with uh, herbicides uh, that are also. Uh, genetically modified, so they get a, I get two or three shots at making that uh, kernel of corn uh, very, very different from what it looks like, you know, to the eye. Right. Um, uh, so, so it, okay. So then, now let's uh, uh, talk about the. Because um, uh, I want to move on a little bit here. Let me ask you, what are GMOs used for? What are G what what are yeah, GMOs what, used for? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that uh, gets into really uh, uh, a, a a a conversation uh, 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 that's uh, really of uh, what I would call a conspiracy nature, uh, and uh, it. Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a very very uh, sensitive kind of subject, and you start talking about it, and people just you know they want to they want to send somebody to your house and put you in a uh, you know in a little white jacket and put you in a rubber room you know, when you when you begin to talk about it. But um, the uh, there are there are several uh, motivations uh, for doing this. Uh, Primary, uh, and one of the reasons that you can kind of talk about with some sense uh, is the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, when you eat uh, bad food, genetically modified food, and it produces all these diseases in you, autism, for example, then uh, that's going to uh, create a ripple effect in the pharmaceutical industry and uh, give them an opportunity to uh, develop, supposedly develop, uh, drugs, pharmaceuticals to combat the autism. So that that gives that gives the pharmaceutical industry, the big pharma, uh, you know, millions and billions of dollars worth of profits uh, treating autism. When when it really, you know, we don't know why we don't know what causes autism, but we have this new drug that's gonna, you know, make it go away. And so they get people that have uh, autism in their families. Uh, you know, they you know, they said everything they got to try to, you know, uh treat this in their children. Uh when it all it is, uh, you know, is just the uh genetically modified foods they're eating. Uh there recently was an example of a family a military family uh that was relocated from America to uh South America where uh oh. you, you know, where where there was where there was no uh, genetically modified foods at all. Everything that was organic. They really didn't advertise that way, but they just knew it was, uh, you know, because uh, in those uh, poor countries like that, they don't have the money for herbicides. They don't have the uh, money for uh, uh, fertilizers, for example. They don't mm -hmm. uh, put the uh, um, uh, chemicals on them. And so the food they're eating is, uh, you know, 100% pure food with no uh, genetic modifications made to them, and they found it over about a six, six eight-month period of time. Uh, everybody in the family got well. Uh, they never got sick. <laughs> they uh, uh, 
some of the uh, you know maladies that they had uh, and allergies uh, to different things went away, and every every physical ailment that they have uh, that they had in that family uh, went away, and they became 100% healthy in a matter of six or eight months just eating uh, 100% organic foods in the South American country. I forgot. Uh, I, I didn't save the article, but I, I saw it several times online, and it was uh, it was a husband, a wife, and three kids, and uh, their their health went from being terrible here in the U.S. to being 100% healed when they got to this South American country. It was somewhere in uh, Argentina or southern Brazil, I believe. Right. But it, was, it, it was a textbook case of, of people eating, uh, you know. Uh, healthy organic uh, foods, and you have families uh, in European countries that are reporting uh, the same thing. You see the same thing in China, and you see the same thing in Japan, uh, where they have uh, and Russia, uh, where they have banned uh, genetically modified uh, foods. Uh, been... Right, and, and uh, you know what? I, some people just want to listen, uh, and you know. Some are shy and asking the questions. I encourage you guys to just, you just ask the question. So time, no, we yeah. don't fight you, okay? I'll be glad to take any questions. Or, you know, I'm certainly not an expert. I've just done a lot of reading, but I'll, I'll be right, glad to talk to anybody. Right. But I get texts to ask you the question, okay? And okay. here's one okay. here um, that says that genetic modified foods um, came into being because uh, we ha- had to control the pesticides, and it, it was kind of a way of having these foods be pest and disease resistant. But in doing so, it had created other effects, Absolutely. like the effects on Absolutely. humans. Well, there are, uh, you talk to the organic people, you find out that there are a lot of natural substances uh, that will protect uh, everything from corn to vegetables to anything, uh, will protect it from disease and blight and uh, insects uh, and so forth. There are natural organic ways to, uh, you know, to fight these things. Uh, Our forefathers did it. Our forefathers grew uh, enough food to sustain our country uh, and didn't have all these diseases that we have now. Uh, they knew, uh, you know, uh, what you and I would call old-fashioned ways, uh, but they knew natural, what today we would call natural organic ways to uh, fight uh, bugs and infections, uh, diseases, blight, so forth and so on, uh, that, uh, you know, made the, uh, made the uh, corn and the uh, other vegetables, uh, you know, edible. Without uh, without creating any diseases, so uh, we we do have ways to do that. It's just that they don't want us to know about them. And uh, a Monsanto fights these things all the time, and they get our Congress to enact laws against uh, organic uh, farm growers. And uh, the uh, it's a, it, it really is an attack on the organic industry as a whole. Right, and I just got another text saying that there was uh, some discontinued GMO vegetables, and one of the things they're mentioning here is tomatoes and right. potatoes. Tomatoes have right. a gen- genetic modified, okay, but hold, hold on, genetically modified tomatoes were discontinued in 1997 due to problems with shipping and flavor, and genetic modified potatoes were discontinued in 2001 due to rejection by fast food chains. So well, we uh, uh, that that's uh, we know that from the news reports. Uh, what we uh, uh, what we don't know is uh, in in the in the aftermath of these things, uh, what kind of uh, actions that uh, Monsanto has done to maybe force these food companies to take these products and uh, that we don't know about, uh, even even though they reject 
the tomatoes and potatoes. Uh, you can still go into grocery stores and buy potatoes and tomatoes that taste terrible, and uh, we don't know why. Uh, they're either they say they're either out of season, uh, or they're from Mexico, which we don't know, or they may be from South America, uh, or some other location. It could be in Southern California where they've had uh, a lot of uh, problems with their water uh, out there. Uh, a lot of the fracking that is going on in in California has caused uh, the farmers out there to be uh, watering uh, their fields uh, with water uh, that has fracking chemicals in them. And uh, that's not exactly GMO, but the chemicals in the water uh, absolutely affect uh, all the vegetables and fruits that are being grown out, that are being grown in California. So it's uh, it's a it's a multifaceted uh, problem, and and we don't know uh, just it's just because we don't know about potatoes and tomatoes, uh, we don't really have a testing program uh, in place to really uh, test uh, every you know every canned food and every fresh food uh, that you see on the tables in grocery stores. You know it's. Uh, uh, there's no there's no testing labels on them, and uh, there's no method that uh, the USDA or the FDA is using uh, in, to currently uh, check some of the other fruits. Uh, I, I've just about quit eating fruits because even though they're natural sugar, it's very difficult for a diabetic to eat even natural sugar. And so I've pretty much gotten off of fruits, uh, but a lot of your fruits are genetically modified. And uh, they're terrible for you, even though they look good, taste taste the same. Uh, it affects your gene, your genes, and there's a reason we have diseases like uh, uh, autism and uh, mm-hmm. measles and mumps and and even cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. The rates in cancer have skyrocketed, as we know. It's a lot of it's because of GMO foods. Right, and. Uh Again, I want to read something that somebody just sent me now. They said, scientists discovered in 1946 that DNA can transfer between organisms. And the first genetically modified plant was produced in 1983 using an antibiotic-resistant tobacco plant. Then in 1994, the transgenic Slava Slava tomato was approved by the FDA for marketing in the U.S. Then the modification yes. allowed the tomato to delay ripening after picking, picking. And then in early 1990s, uh, okay, recombinant, uh, it's very hard for me to say, Tomoshin was approved for use in several countries replacing lemon and cheese making. So All this right. is just a little bit of history of this. In 1995, uh, the following transgenic crops received marketing approval. Canola, that's oil, uh, and, uh, okay, uh, uh, it mentions corn, cotton resistant to the herbicide Bromoxyl, and the beet cotton, that's what you you mentioned from Monsanto, and... um, the BT uh, potatoes by Monsanto and soybean resistance to herbicides are uh, glyphosate, Monsanto, and then the virus resistance squash again from Monsanto, and additional delayed ripening tomatoes. Then in 2000, with the creation of golden rice, scientists genetically modified food to increase its nutrient value for the first time. As of 2011, the U.S. leads uh, a list of multiple countries in the production of GM crops, and 25 GM crops have received regulatory approval to be grown commercially. As of 2013, roughly 85% of corn, 91% of soybeans, and 88% of cotton produced in the United States have been genetically modified. So what we make of that class? Well, that sounds about right. Uh, it's uh, uh, even even though it's used in the production uh, of uh, plants that are not edible, uh, like cotton, for example, example uh, that still uh, produces income for Monsanto. Uh, there are crops like cotton uh, that uh, uh, that the 
clothing industry uses, and uh, any, any, any kind of chemical that the uh, Monsanto people can produce and uh, force these people to buy uh, produces, uh, you know, income and profits for Monsanto that, that they can use for their uh, GMO projects. So they are they 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 use every means possible to uh, force farmers of all kinds and of all crops. Uh, soybeans, for example, we know the soybeans are that we have a lot of uh, GMO soybeans on the market, and uh, that is a very uh, much of a staple uh, bean in uh, a lot of different products. Soybeans are they use soybeans to make a lot of different things. We know they're genetically modified. So anything that farmers can grow, uh, the, F- the Monsanto is making F- the FDA and USDA force farmers to use these uh, GMO seeds. It's, uh, it's, really a, uh, it's really a violation, and uh, we just don't have a Congress that will enforce it. Um, okay, let's move on to people. <laughs> okay, Good. mammals, okay, mammals, humans, whatever, genetically modified uh, uh, humans, okay. Um, now, and I mentioned this to you once before, uh, babies, okay, and yes. uh, designer babies. Yes. Okay. Uh, what are some of the issues with that now? Well, it, uh, the the scientists that uh, have the uh, equipment, the scientific equipment, to manipulate the genes in a person puts them in a position of uh, being a god. And uh, if they can... Uh, if they if they can alter the uh, genetic makeup of a child to make a child a certain way, uh, give it uh, blonde hair and blue eyes or black hair and brown eyes, uh, then they could also alter the uh, genetic makeup of a child's brain. If they want to make that child be subservient to the government, they can uh, give it uh, brain cells that are uh, subservient and uh, will accept anything the government tells them. And this is, uh, this is one of the uh, plans uh, of our uh, New World Order people to uh, produce humans uh, that will be subservient uh, slaves uh, to the government and uh, will work, uh, you know, long hours for very little money and just be glad you have a job. And uh, if, you, if you have that type of uh, mindset, and your brain is set that way, and uh, you don't have the IQ to question uh, what your government is doing, then you become a, a, a good, loyal worker for the government without asking any questions. And uh, the, uh, the geneticist uh, and the uh, workers of the future, this is what our government is working for to make, uh, they call them designer babies, what they are is designer working designer workers that would be uh, almost a human robot and uh, they give these uh, uh, make your create the genes uh, in your brain so that you will be do exactly what the government tells you to do this is one of the goals it makes makes them God and I do have an article here Um, okay it says the era of genetically altered humans could begin this year. By the middle of 2014, the prospect of altering DNA to produce a genetically modified human could move from science fiction to science reality. At some point between now and July, the UK Parliament is likely to vote on whether a new form of in vitro fertilization that involves DNA from three parents becomes legally available to couples. If it passes, the law would be the first to allow pre-birth human DNA modification, and another door to the future will open. Well, the problem is a couple may uh, agree to certain uh, genetic 
uh, procedures, uh, you know, with their uh, their reproductive uh, systems, um, and they and they may sign a contract saying, you know, we allow, uh, you know, the, the the laboratory to do uh, this, 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 and this, or whatever they want to do, but they have no control, really, or guarantees of what that laboratory might do. Uh, that, that laboratory might put all kind of genes uh, in that child that they don't want. They don't. Uh, uh, they, don't they don't want that child to have those kind of that kind of genetic makeup. And uh, it's so you really have. You really you may think you have control, but once you turn over your genetic uh, your genetics to these laboratories, uh, they pretty much can do whatever they want to. Uh, all they need is a signature, for, you know, on the paperwork or whatever, uh, to give them uh, the rights to certain genetic procedures. And uh, but beyond that, uh, these laboratories can do whatever they want to. And uh, that's that's the fear and the concern uh, that parents have uh, with their children that these laboratories will do things to their children that they don't want done. And there's no safeguards. Uh, there's no regulations on it. Government is not involved in it, uh, or if they are, we don't know how they're involved in it. Uh, but the, 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 these procedures are very much in question, and the parents of these kids uh, are really in an, a, uh, uh, an uproar uh, about them not having certain certain uh, legal rights to, uh, you know, have the assurances uh, that their that their child would come out, you know, like they would want it to. So it's a, big, it's a big ethical question, really, really big time that we are not dealing with properly at this time. Right, because then it gives way to a parent perhaps picking his his or her child's sex or their That's eye right. color, and right. in certain ways it can lead to some sort of predestination for this child. Absolutely, absolutely can. Uh, they can and and, and then who, who right whose responsibility is it for that is it is it really the parents is in other words or should the child himself have his own destiny predetermined absolutely it's, it's absolutely. a whole ethical question there because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge their, ethical question go ahead all right because if they can pick their eye color their hair color okay sex, okay, whatever, and if they don't want a particular type of sex, then up comes another ethical question saying, you know, um, they may say, oh, well, we want to abort the baby, you know, if That's it's right. not a particular kind, or, you know, um, uh, they can design their babies, track what they do, it's almost like a factory, you know. If you're going to do that, then say, you know, it's like going to a factory and picking out your babies. Correct. <laughs> you, you, no, Correct. You, you understand? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and you you sort of lose the humanness to it. Absolutely, but they become robots, and uh, the uh, just because a, uh, a a human comes out to be a a male or a female, uh, you really don't know uh, how these genetic changes uh, and the kind of genetic uh, chemicals, for lack of a better word, what, what the, the genetic changes they make in these children, uh, we don't know yet how that affects the brain. It, it has, it, the technology has not been uh, in existence long enough for us to see uh, a child grow up under this kind of uh, situation and what it does to their brain, what it does to their psyche, what it does to their personalities, and uh, their whole range of uh, uh, attributes, human attributes, that have yet to be studied and are yet to be taken into consideration. So it is a huge, huge uh, uh, ethical uh, question that we have yet to begin to discover. So then the child would be born and his destiny is like, like totally predetermined. Because you can design a woman, you can make her hair long, okay, you know, however long you want. Long or short, 
absolutely, mm-hmm. or, or 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 even bald headed. You, you know, you could you could you could you could alter the hair gene so that uh, a child would would be born and, and grow up completely bald headed. Uh, there's also the question of uh, let's say a child is genetically uh, changed and it grows up to be a criminal and uh, kills people. Uh, who's to blame for that? Are parents to bl- blame for the for the genetic makeup of that child? Is a laboratory uh, uh, held responsible uh, for the genetic makeup of that child and made it kill people? Uh, who knows? Uh, who who really bears responsibility of it? Uh, if it's a natural birth, then we, we know it's you know that we it could possibly be the parents, but if there is there if, if there is intentional uh, alterations of the genetic makeup of, of a person of a human being, then somebody must take responsibility uh, for the unnatural alteration of that person. That's right. And um, let's move on a little bit. I mean, I, the only reason why I mention that is because we are very close to having that done. And in Absolutely fact, there's, there's one are. article here that says that um, the uh, designer babies, okay, uh, that there's one article that says that the designer babies are already out. From BBC okay. News, okay, which I don't, I don't doubt, you know, because we're so far ahead. And um, the other thing with this designer babies issue, it, we could be pra- practicing eugenics. Sure, absolutely. The uh, you, one of the one of the main goals, of course, of the eugenicists is to control population growth. And uh, they can produce a child. They could actually produce a child that would that would be uh, physically or genetically incapable of reproducing. Uh, the, the, uh, if they wanted to create a a male or female uh, that could not mate uh, with another male or female and produce another child, uh, that would be a, a very effective way to uh, you know to enact. Uh, to create population control, and we know there are many, there are many people in the United States right now who are, are very much in favor of population control, and uh, it's a, that's a, that's a, uh, the eugenicists are pushing this really, really hard, and uh, that's a major part of this program, and I'm glad you brought it up. Yes, I also want to bring up um, how common uh, are. GMOs. I want to bring up a couple of things. We do have a couple minutes left, and if you can answer that question, then go ahead. Okay. In our society, how uh, common are they? Uh, GMO foods are very, very common. Very common. Uh, we know that uh, going back to the number of ninety percent, we know that ninety percent of the corn is uh, is genetically modified. Uh, we know that a, a very high percentage of uh, plants uh, such as soybeans uh, are very high uh, in uh, uh, GMO uh, seeds. Uh, We know that uh, practically every vegetable uh, that we have uh, is being grown with uh, GMO seeds. And we know that the pesticides, herbicides, and fertilizers being used uh, also induce uh, genetic changes in the plants. And uh, you, you put you put this stuff in the ground, these fertilizers in the ground uh, that is absorbed by the plant. It uh, changes the genes, the genetic makeup of the plant from the inside out. Uh, even though the seed, even though a seed might be uh, organic, uh, if it if it takes in, if the plant itself takes in genetically modified fertilizer, then it's going to make that fruit genetically modified. There's a lot of ways to do that. Yes, and um, I just want to uh, say uh, uh, hello to some of my friends in Ohio who are listening. Good, excellent. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, give you a warm welcome. And I do notice callers on the line here. If you'd like to ask a question, go ahead. Now's your time. Okay, we're all being silent. Well, you can text me, and I will ask the question again. Are you there? Uh, for you. 
yes. Uh, hello, Cole. You want to ask a question? Uh, yeah, what uh, I wanted to ask was... Hello? Go ahead. You're, you're live. Okay, uh, what I wanted to ask was, with these GMOs, uh, it's been recently published that Arizona just passed a law as to having these foods that are uh, full of GMOs labeled. And I wanted to ask the gentleman who is uh, talking about this if he knows anything about it. Sad one. Okay. The short answer is, uh, I don't know specifically about Arizona, but I do know that uh, the states themselves are trying to take control of this situation, and the the various state legislatures are uh, attempting to pass laws uh, to uh, allow uh, farmers in those states to use uh, organic seeds and uh, organic herbicides, organic uh, fertilizers, and to have organic soil. And to protect their soil uh, from uh, any contamination, you know, from uh, any other chemicals that might be in that area. Uh, they're, they're, I, think, I think I did read where Arizona was one of the states leading, uh, kind of leading the charge on state legislatures trying to take control of this. So I would tell the gentleman to... Uh, try to get involved with the state legislature and, and with his organic people there in Arizona and to, uh, you know, to push his legislature uh, and the organizations there, push them to work with the legislatures to uh, give these organic people the right to do what they want to do. Uh, okay. Go ahead, Rich. You want to say something? Uh yeah, I can understand what he's saying. I know that uh, the state of Ohio right now is fighting to have the same uh, process taken place here as to uh, labeling the GMOs. Uh, I know of a dairy farm right now that's fighting uh, the regulations that the government has imposed on them, which is allowing Masato to still make this corn as as the gentleman was talking about, with the GMOs in it that are feed for these uh, animals. And if they're found to uh, not be uh, feeding the corn that is required by government, then they're being fined. Oh, okay. Government control, absolutely. Go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. And so this, again... The FDA and the USDA were allowing these people to do this. But uh, uh, our Congress should be involved in this. The uh, congressmen in those states, uh, in Ohio, uh, unfortunately in Ohio you have uh, John Boehner as your senator, so you got a major problem there. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Warren, I just want to ask you, um, what is the impact of the GMOs on the environment? Uh, well, that? I'm asking you loaded questions tonight, huh? That's <laughs> okay. I, I like questions. I like questions. I like questions. Questions are good. Uh, I can give you one very, very good uh, situation environmentally. Uh, we know, and it's on the news I hear about almost every day, that the uh, that the genetically modified foods uh, that have uh, pollen with them, for example, uh, many fruits and vegetables have to be pollinated, and the bee population uh, is dying out because when they when they uh, come in contact with um, the pollen from these plants uh, that are genetically modified, it kills the bees. And so the bees we have we are having fewer and fewer and fewer bees to pollinate the plants, and so we we are having a lot of crops simply die out just from the fact that uh, we don't have enough bees to pollinate them. 
so it is it is affecting the bee population, and uh, that certainly uh, is a is a horrible, uh, terrible impact on our on our agriculture industry and, and our environment. Uh, bees are a very very vital part of our environment, and they are being ne- negatively affected by the GMO crops for sure. Wow, see that I I knew about the bees, but I didn't know what was causing it. Yes, ma'am. The uh, what is causing it is that uh, when they when they get these uh, when they get these uh, uh, genetically modified uh, uh, pollen, uh, it definitely affects the bees and it will kill them because some of the pollen the, the bees themselves eat, eat, eat themselves. Uh, some of them make honey out of. Some of them cross pollinate, and uh, some of it is food for the bees. And when they eat it, it kills them. And uh, there are a lot of studies it, it's on that. Funny. It's funny. Somebody once told me, and I don't know if this is true, that it was, that it was bare aspirin. They were using it to put in that. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if that is true or not. That's just a topic I, I don't know time. either. I've heard a little bit about that, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about that. It's, uh, that would be an interesting study. Now, um, I'm going to ask you this. And I want you to pretend, well, you don't have to pretend. I'm a shopper, okay? Um, how do I, and I buy a lot of vegetables and, and food. How do I shop so I don't get these GMOs? What advice do you have for shoppers? Well, it's almost impossible. Uh, yeah. In some grocery wow. stores... Yes, it, it, it is virtually impossible. In some grocery stores, you will have some fruits and some vegetables with a sticker on them that says organic, but you don't you don't you don't really know uh, because our government allows, uh, to a certain extent, uh, food processors and food food manufacturers, uh, food distributors, to uh, put a GMO. Excuse me. Put an organic sticker on a product if it's say 50% organic or 75% organic. Uh, there's some figure they use for that particular food or vegetable, and they allow that comp- company to put an organic sticker on it when it's really not organic. And so they are very lax on on, on those quali- uh, you know on those uh, regulations, very lax on them. And uh, so you, you you are really you really are just in a uh, a blind a blind situation. You really really are. And, uh, so if I go to Whole Foods, because they're supposed to have organic there, I I don't know if that's really organic then. No, you don't. And uh, no. last year, uh, Whole Foods uh, was involved in a multi-million dollar lawsuit uh, from several families. Uh, yes, that uh, somehow wow. uh, discovered that some of their food was not organic as it was advertised, and they sued the uh, and they sued the uh, they sued uh, Whole Foods for false advertising, uh, among other things. Uh, oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. Um. Yes, this is something. You know. Uh, I guess the best thing we can do is just continue to educate people about this topic. Absolutely. The other thing you can do is to grow your own. <laughs> uh, there are what they call, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, I apologize. Uh, you can get uh, heirloom, there we go. You can, There are companies that will sell you, will sell you heirloom seeds. You get uh, organic soil. The organic herbicide and fertilizers, and you find a place in your yard and uh, or your house somewhere, and grow your own vegetables and fruits in your own backyard. That's a lot of people are doing that. It's a big movement on for that right now. Wow! Wow! Um, okay, we are out of time. And um, Warren, do you have a website? Uh, you know what? I do not. Uh, okay, well, I, I if, anybody, not if anybody wants you to try to contact, you can. I'm very, I'm very easy to find on Facebook. Just Warren Trammell. Okay. W-A-R-R-E-N-T-R-A-M-M-E-L-L, Warren Trammell. I'm uh, one of the and, easiest right, to okay, find on Facebook. Okay, okay. 
we're out of time, and they can also okay. get you through me. And um, folks, Absolutely. I want to um, tell you, uh, remind you to go to studentsforbetterfuture.com. That's studentsforbetterfuture.com. You can find out more about these shows. And I'd like to thank my guest. Rich, is that you? Yeah, I'm here. For calling in. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Uh, thank you for calling in. And uh, Warren, you're a great guest. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Bye. We'll get together later. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Good night.